How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tavis Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mir Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy Award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Welcome back to another episode of Glamere. I have a pretty, you know, a, a badass in the house, I think I would dare call you, Angela. We have Angela Merrill. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Multi-talented woman behind some of Hollywood's most action-packed scenes. You're a stunt woman yeah. and one of the best in Hollywood. Well, thank you. Um, I, I kind of was like looking and researching what you were doing, and I feel like I have to talk about the women who you've doubled for. You've probably heard of them. You've got, what, Halle Berry, Sanaa Latham, Gabrielle Union, um, Rihanna, Beyonce. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Those are just a few that I've doubled. A but few. Those are the top. Those are the few that I actually could actually read in two seconds because there's a whole list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple of things you and I were talking about prior to even starting and um, being on you know, this today's show and just kind of trying to get to know each other. And that's like a lot of what you had to do to get here um, came from inspirations and leaders before you. Definitely. Yes. I am standing on some very strong shoulders Mm -hmm. of the pioneers of the stunt business. The Black Stuntmen's Association actually opened the door for all of us African-American people to be able to do stunts in the entertainment business. Now, how does a woman from Philadelphia? Yes become a stunt biggest one of the biggest stunt women in Hollywood how does and you and actually funny enough she said she was shy or not shy but you're soft-spoken and you are I don't know how you could have both talk to me (laughs) it's just who I am yeah and I always say this whenever I hear action Mm -hmm. I turn into somebody else I don't know who that girl is yeah but it's a different person that I am in my everyday life, but don't cross me in my everyday life. I wouldn't want to. I will bring it because you will body slam me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like what Beyonce said. Like when she goes on stage, she had an alter like Sasha Fierce. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's 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 great to see someone with different kinds of personalities because I can be personally very calm and very authoritative when I'm in my office seeing patients, mm-hmm. but then on the radio or in my with my friends, I'm a lot different. Um, and how do you how do you become what you have become coming from Philadelphia? A lot how of, did that happen? A lot of hard work, mm-hmm. perseverance, training, and positivity of knowing where I wanted to be in mm-hmm. my life and in my career. A lot of training and mentors. Yeah. It's a hard question to answer because I get that a lot too. How did you do it? Um, and I just did it. I just did it. That's all I can tell you. Um, it wasn't a straight line. It was a jagged line and mm-hmm. didn't always know where I was going. Mm-hmm. But I just did what I had to do in that moment to get there. Same for me as well. It Mm -hmm. was not a straight line. Mm -hmm. I started off doing the modeling in the local malls. I was doing makeup. I was one of those people that would stop you in Macy's and Bloomingdale's and say, hey, can I do your eyes today? Hey, would you like to try this fragrance? That's where I started. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went on to do 
print work and commercials. And then from there, I met a casting director, Mike Lemon, who led me down this path of doing industrials and commercials. And then from there, Mm -hmm. so it was, you know, it was a jagged path like yours, just not straight. No, definitely not straight. What is it like? Um, you, you know, you, you spoke about how it's the what was the name of the association? The Black Black Stuntmen's Association. Black Stuntmen's Association. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really involved with them in terms of you filming a documentary about their story. What is the story that we don't know that we can learn from watching this? Well, the story is basically their struggle that they went through the civil rights era with paint downs occurring on movies and them fighting to be able to double actors such as Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier. They had to fight for those jobs because back in the day Mm -hmm. it was Caucasian stuntmen doubling African-American people. And that's not right, especially when you have this crew, the BSA of talented men to double Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier. So what you're saying is they would get Caucasian men to double for the African-American yes. black men yes. actors. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So Bill Cosby back in those days would have had a Caucasian male dressed as him. Yes. That seems bizarre he to me. put his foot down on I Spy and said, enough. I do not want to be doubled by a Caucasian man. I have a black man standing here. His name is Calvin Brown, mm. and he is my stunt double. And that's what Bill Cosby did. I don't know the exact words that he Right, of course. This is is paraphrasing. Yeah, but it was sort of like, so did it come from the black actors that put that support out there for the action um, stunt doubles? Where did the momentum for change come from? It came from the stunt men Mm. fighting for change, picketing outside the studios. That's where it came from. Picketing outside. Yes. And today, it seems so strange to think about that, but all this change comes from a strange place like all the things that we fight for today that seem so god-given rights at one point were absolutely strange for people to right. think about and it's yeah. unfortunately it still happens today but on a yeah. positive note mm-hmm. we are trying to make that change so that it doesn't happen we're speaking out and this documentary is going to shed light what are you um what is the documentary called does it have a nickname does it have a name yet or is it still kind of in production it is called breaking bones breaking barriers oh, wow. and noni robinson is the producer she's mm-hmm. the granddaughter of legendary stuntman ernie robinson and wow. cecilia peck is the director daughter of gregory peck. gregory peck so they're working with you on this to get this get this out there yes it's not just myself i'm one of the yeah. cast members it's a whole slew of stunt performers black and white because everybody has a story on good things and bad things that have happened to them. So you kind of, you guys will go through and find other people who have stories to tell and you're featuring their stories in a way to educate all of us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Speaking of storytelling, you have written a book, The Stunts, The How-To Handbook. What's that about? Well, the book is about my story on how I've become this Hollywood stunt performer. And it is also about how to help the new and upcoming stunt performer to get into the business and know what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. I have always gotten asked, as well as other stunt people, how do you do it? How do I get in? I want to do stunts too. What? I don't know where to go. Well, here it is in yeah. a book. This is what really? I did and uh-huh. this is what works for me and still works for me. To this day. Mm-hmm. So you kind of are sharing exactly what it takes. Like, So if you could give somebody advice on how to be you and do what you're doing <laughs> in five years, read your book. I'm not going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me 21 years to get here. Yeah. Well, so. as overnight, overnight successes are what? Like at least 10 years. So you had two nights. <laughs> you had two nights. Um, what is the kind of the take home? Like if, if you know, 
You're really a positive person. You put a lot of your intention out there. I can tell just from us chit-chatting and your vision board, uh, the goal board that you gave me. Is that something that's really worked for you? Oh, definitely. I have, even as a child, I had this big board on my wall that my dad put up for me. And I used to post pictures of models like Iman and Beverly Jackson Mm -hmm. because I wanted to model. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my avenues to get me to where I am today was the modeling that kind of prepared me, mm-hmm. you know, to be on set for long days and deal with cameras and being directed and doing all that stuff. So that was my false first goal board. Mm-hmm. Did and I know? And you achieved all of the stuff on that goal board. Yeah. Yes, I have. What's on your goal board today? What's on my goal board today? If I were to look at your goal board today, what would I see on that? You would see a successful working actress making money. Has that come true? It's coming true. Yeah. Yeah. Since I have been more committed towards acting, I am getting more auditions and I am booking more things. I am still the stunt woman Mm -hmm. because that's my heart. Yeah. And that's what I love to do. Yeah. But I also want to act because I have so much more to give. So that when they hire you um, for an acting job, you Mm -hmm. can do your own stunts. Exactly. Exactly. When you think about how far you've come and everything that you've done, um, what's the one thing that you could tell yourself if you were to go back? You know, people have asked me this, like, what would you tell your younger self? And, you know, I would tell my younger self, spend more time with your family because you don't know mm-hmm. things change um, and it's not ever going to be the same again someday. That's what I tell my younger self. Uh, some other things, too. But like, you know, off the top of my head, family, spend more time with your family um, for work, for career. I would tell my younger self, a lot of people are going to tell you, no, don't listen. Um, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell myself all of the things that you just said. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to take you no, mm-hmm. don't accept it, and move on. There's going to be another door that's going to open for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely spend more time with my family and be more open. You know, I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. So I would tell myself to be more open early on in my career because, as you know, in this business, mm-hmm. it's all about relationships. Yeah. Cultivate those relationships yeah. and network. And sometimes when you're not open, um, you're not doing it on purpose, but what you're doing is isolating other people to enter your life and, and to become a part of your life. Right. Um, if I could ask you, what's the funniest? What's the funniest thing you did when you were like, I, I'm sure there's lots of stories. I don't know if I should say funniest, <laughs> scariest, craziest, but what's a great story about being a stunt woman that I, I would love? If I, if I could imagine what people would want to ask you right now, what's the craziest thing you've had to do? The craziest thing I've had to I do. I mean, crazy, funny, scary, something like that. Bizarre. Those are all different answers. <laughs> yeah. Just bring one out. Just like, bring one out. Yeah. What is something that you feel is just, ah, uh, this is a great story? Okay. Well, great story. Gosh. You know, oh, where do I start? Oh, okay. Working on When the Bow Breaks, working with Morris Chestnut. Uh-huh. There was a time where I had to run towards him, grab him by the waist, and he was to grab me and lift me up over his shoulder. Uh-huh. But, of course, the stunt double did the rest. All uh-huh. he had to do was pick me up by my hips. Uh-huh. <laughs> At one point, he said, oh, I'm so sorry I touched you. You did? Where? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel anything because I have pads everywhere because oh. I'm going to land on this wooden table, so yeah. I'm all padded up. Yeah. I mean, I was so embarrassed and giggly and like, oh, my God, it's Morris Chestnut. But he's yeah. really sweet. Yeah, he's, he's a really good-looking sweet. guy, too. He meant nothing by it, but no. he was just he well, you was were embarrassed. Like, you like, let me take these pads off so I can really feel <laughs> when you touch me. No, Excuse me, Morris, I'm going to take these pads off. <laughs> Let's try this again without the pads. It's going to be worth that, hitting that no. wooden floor. <laughs> I did not say that. No. Um, but like when you work with a lot of female, you obviously are stunt doubles for like some of the top 
you know, these these amazing women that I just mentioned earlier. What has been your experience working with them? Do you get to meet them? Do you get to talk with them? Or is it just like they go off set and you jump on? You know, it depends. It if depends. you're working mm-hmm. first unit, which is where the actors normally are. Second unit is where the stunt people normally are doing all the action. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I have gotten a chance to talk to Beyonce several times throughout my career. Isn't and she, she so nice? She is really sweet. You know what I say, and I know that everyone says this, but if Beyonce can be nice, so can I. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that. <laughs> if Beyonce can be nice, so can you. You know what I'm saying? Is it something about her that is just really just the, the humbleness? Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say that. She's mm-hmm. very humble and very gracious about all her success, Through, from my opinion, from me but being But you know, your her. opinion is of her is going to be those two, three minutes that you spent with her. That's like anybody meeting anybody for two or three minutes are going to base an opinion about how they were made to feel meeting these people. Right. But I've worked with her, gosh, Austin Powers, a couple of commercials. Were you Foxy Cleopatra's son double? Yes, I was. I love that. That's yes. so fun. Um, when, when, so that was a f- story about Morse Chestnuts. Anytime that you've done this and you've gotten hurt or worried or you concerned about something that you were about to do? Yes. That- actually, on When the Bow Breaks, I did get really badly injured, and I have not even really talked about that injury until today. Well, asked. I would like to know about it because... <laughs> If you haven't talked about it, I can maybe help you go through it. Can, oh, I guess you could. <laughs> giving myself a lot of credit. Um, okay. But no, I mean, because, you know, you are, you're a beautiful woman and you are you're, you're have a great figure. And I'm saying this because when people think of stunt people, they think of these big muscular men. Mm-hmm. And um, you're a very feminine, you know, so I'm sure you were worried or have been hurt. So, Well, I got really badly injured on When the Bow Breaks. I did a car hit Mm. that I didn't really want to do. Something in your gut told you. Something in my gut, because I've not done it. Mm -hmm. And at this point in my career, why do it now? I'm not 20, you know, but it was set up for Mm -hmm. me to do it Mm -hmm. and do it easily. But with stunts, there's always that what if, Mm -hmm. what if happens, you know, Mm -hmm. something can go wrong and something did go wrong. Unfortunately, when I went into the windshield of the car, I went in a little harder than what I was supposed to, I believe. And I knocked myself out and catapulted up into the air, unconscious, landed on my back, and I was knocked out. And I woke up to director and stuntman and everyone around me, you know. You were unconscious. I was unconscious. I don't know Do you how remember long. what you felt in that moment when you woke up and saw everybody around you? Oh, my God, what happened? Yeah, you had no idea. But... Prior to that, and I always do this, you know, I visualize the stunt going well, and I see myself going home mm-hmm. and spending time with my beautiful daughter. Yeah. And I always see that, so I know I'm going to be okay. And, of course, I pray and do all these positive things. So when I woke up, I knew that my angels had carried me safely to the ground, which is what I had asked for them to do. You're very, um, what's the word? I don't know if I want to use the word spiritual, but I feel there's a lot of that sense of gratitude and that there's somebody bigger than you looking out for you. Yeah. Um, where does that come from? That comes from, you know, when I was, I guess, in my teens, I read Norman Vincent Peale's book, mm-hmm. The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm-hmm. And that just got in every fiber of my body. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I continued to read. I forgot that I read that book. That was a great book. It is a great book. You should reread it. I should it. read it again. Yes. So... You kind of felt so. I have to. I have to interrupt myself because I had interviewed a woman who was in a. She in college had a severe accident. It was a congenital thing, and she was in a coma, um, at in college age, first year of college in her teens, in a coma for a week. And I interviewed her because she had this near death 
kind of experience. And I thought that she was going to talk about bright lights and, you know, the stuff that you hear about. Mm -hmm. But what she actually remembered the most is not the death part. It's being in the hospital with a mind that was working, but her body wasn't working. (sighs) And I asked her, what was it that got you through? And you know what she said to me? She's like, it was my thoughts. She's like, it was my thoughts. She's like, I had a body that wasn't working. Mm -hmm. I couldn't talk to anyone. I was in a coma, but my mind was working. And she said, I was in a trap. I was trapped. So she's like, she visualized being outside, walking, talking. And I remember I was listening to her and I thought to myself, oh my God, um, I always think that I'm a positive thinker, and I am, but you know, we all go go to those dark places. Yes. And I thought, you know, if she had decided in that moment that she was going to be sorry like for herself, mm-hmm. wallowing in pity, negative, she may not have made it. It was her thoughts that got her out, and she's healed and she's better, but that really kind of struck me. And I feel like you're saying the same kind of thing. Oh, I definitely am. Yeah. I mean, lying there on the ground, being placed in the ambulance, I kept saying to myself, I'm okay. I know I am okay. Mm-hmm. I am okay. I'm here. I can see. Mm-hmm. I can breathe. I'm okay. This hurts. Mm-hmm. Stuff is broken. Stuff is fractured, but I'm okay. What's um what was that recovery like? Oh my goodness. The recovery took actually a year and a half. Mm. And could you work during that time or it was just I off? could off yeah. and on depending mm-hmm. on what it was. You know, driving, sure I can mm-hmm. sit in a car and drive, but the thing that I love to do, which is fight, I couldn't do that because I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to fight. I wasn't allowed to fall. I wasn't allowed to jump off everything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. It was just sit in a car and drive. And even that was an issue depending on how long I was sitting in the car. So how'd you get through that year and a half of not being able to do what you loved? Uh, positive thinking, mm-hmm. focusing on my daughter, focusing more on acting mm-hmm. and just you know, train, retraining those body parts to get stronger so you, I could come back. Was that the reason you got in, got more into acting um, because of that accident? Yes, actually. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And how did I know to think about that, asking you that? Well, you're psychic. <laughs> Something. It was, um, you know, it was Oprah, actually, yeah. because on one of her shows, she says, you know, God sends you these messages, and the first is a pluck in the head, the second is a pebble, the third is a rock, and then the fourth one is a boulder. Mm-hmm. That accident was my boulder. Yeah. And I woke up and said, okay, God, I know you gave me these gifts to use. I better use them. Mm-hmm. So that was my wake up. And it was a challenge that you had to get back. You couldn't do what you love, so you had to figure out what was next for you. Right. Um, and now you're fully healed and doing both. Yes. Yeah. And I love it. Yes. Yeah. What about the barriers or the obstacles or the challenges of being a woman in this industry you're in, being a minority female? I mean, are we still minorities here? I don't know anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> I think technically we still are. Um, but what is like, an, you know, a barrier? Um well, it is being a woman mm-hmm. and not being giving those jobs that you know yourself that you can do, mm-hmm. but they end up giving it to a man and put a wig on him and put him in a dress. So crazy. I mean, there are yeah. some times where that is necessary. Uh-huh. I don't know if I should use that word necessary, well, but if they're more not, appropriate or something, yeah, yeah, if they're not able to find the woman that they need to do this job, mm-hmm. then they'll give it to a man that they know they can do the job. Do you have any limitations on what you will do, or have you ever? Well, now I do, Mm -hmm. simply because I am older Mm -hmm. and I know that I have so much more to give as an actress than as a stunt person. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be doing high falls off of, you know, 33rd floor of a building. Which you've done. Which I've done. Okay, so talk about that. (laughs) I mean, you know, you've probably, you're so um, humble and you're very like soft spoken, but I want to know. 
What was it? Like, what have you done? Please. You've taken a dive off a 33rd floor. Yes. Okay. And, and that What's was... What's that like? Without uh, a parachute? Well, I had wires. <laughs> I was cabled off, yeah. you know, to the, yeah. the roof of the building. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was fun for me. I love my job. I yeah. get to go to work and play. And I yeah. know that may sound like a kid, yeah. but I'm a big kid. I yeah. really am. Yeah. And I get to experience all of these different things of going to work and playing, you know, flying around on wires and crashing cars and not getting tickets and not getting your insurance and, you know, going. And how exciting is that? Like I was in the middle of um, the Flatiron District in um, New York City Mm -hmm. where they were filming Spider-Man. And they had the whole section cornered off Mm -hmm. with a huge web, fake web in the middle of the Flatiron District with a car on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is so cool. That's it the stuff is. you get to work with. Yes. Who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, you probably were driving that car on that spider web. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, those are the things. What are some of the big budget movies that you've been in, in case people like are wondering? Because I know you've had, you were in Skyfall. Skyfall, yes. That was That is one of my favorites because I had the I opportunity to travel to Turkey, Istanbul, mm-hmm. and meet other performers yeah. in Europe and Germany and experience being out of the country and working and being the only African-American from America working on this film. Isn't that crazy? It was. It was crazy and frightening. What was your stunt for Skyfall? You know, I was actually one of the, how do I say this, um, third third double, mm-hmm. because they had two men, mm-hmm. doubles for wow. her. They had the men because the men were experienced for rally that. racing. Mm-hmm. You know, they had 20 years under their belt of rally racing. Mm-hmm. How can I compete with that? How can this other girl compete with that? When she, she only had been a stunt woman one year. And they called me in because they needed somebody that could drive, mm-hmm. and that was African American. Mm-hmm. She hadn't been certified yet, mm. so they they seeked me out and brought me to Turkey and had you there. Had me there. What is it about um, you know some of these actors like Tom Cruise is one that I've heard about mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's been written up a lot. Mission Impossible. He's like flying off the Burj. How do mm-hmm. I say it? The, the Khalifa, um, the big building mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Dubai. Oh, Dubai. Um, what is it about actors doing their own stunts that is a good thing? Is it a scary thing for you? Um, what do you feel about that, these well, big actors doing their own stunts? Well, you know, it is production. is the director. The director wants them to do as much as possible because they can get the close-up mm-hmm. that they want. Mm-hmm. But if the actor gets hurt, which unfortunately, that's insurance, issues. That's insurance there goes the movie, mm-hmm. and then you have to shut down, and then there's a problem. So it's Stump, a fine line. Exactly. It is a fine line. Stunt performers are trained to do these jobs, and if we get injured... The next stunt person comes in. If the lead actor or actress gets injured, what happens? Yeah. We're there to help them. Mm-hmm. Now, in your book, I know that you said that your book is about how to become mm-hmm. a stunt person. Mm-hmm. What advice is in your book for a person that just wants a read on someone who's made it in, a, in an industry that they didn't necessarily weren't necessarily supposed to make it in? What kind of advice is there out there for other women who are trying to just make something happen or men too? Well, as you said, I am I'm a very positive person. Mm-hmm. You know, I do I am exercises during the day. Right. I am exercises where I am successful. I am oh. healthy. I am safe. I am secure. I do these things gotcha. throughout my day, throughout mm-hmm. my week. And in the book, it's just about being positive, being motivated, going after what you won't want. Don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be another door that's going to open. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. God gave you things to work with. Don't take them with you when mm-hmm. you pass away. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it now. Don't wait. Don't wait. I always tell people it's not what you did that you regret. It's what you didn't do. Exactly. I always tell that to myself. Like, yes. Except when it comes to eating a cheeseburger. I, I always <laughs> regret that. It tastes good. Mine's chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Like, oh, I still haven't had In-N-Out out here. I'm almost like, oh, I'm I don't like, eat. I know. No, but you know, every meat. once in a while, I don't really eat meat either. 
But um, that's another sto- topic altogether. We could do a cooking show after this. <laughs> I'd love to come back for that. I know. Yeah. Um, so what what's kind of like down the pipeline? You've got this documentary mm-hmm. working on, and you're really trying to get more acting yes. than stunts. Yes. Is that happening for you? It is. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm getting more auditions, and I just feel it's just a matter of time. It's a numbers game, mm-hmm. you know, as far yeah. as you got to have the auditions and then get in the room and then book. It's a numbers game. With the whole audition prop process, I had a friend of mine who came to... LA in like 98 or something like that. She's a beautiful girl, went through the audition process. And I remember she just became so disheartened. She was really doing well for a long time, got mm-hmm. some great, great roles, and something happened where her confidence was just shattered. Um, and she just decided, I don't think that this Hollywood thing is for me. And she would only take gigs if there was no audition. Um, what would you say to somebody like that to help? You know, what would I say to that person? I would say be grateful that you're getting the auditions because trust me, there is a thousand other actors that want that that mm-hmm. can't get it. Mm-hmm. And you're getting them and throwing them away. Mm-hmm. I think it's about gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. Being grateful. I think when you, you you kind of pay attention to what you don't have more than what you have, that's right. miserable. That makes you miserable. Right. And you focus on that and that what you focus on expands. I mean, that's kind of common sense yeah. to me anyway. Well, common sense is not always common. <laughs> <laughs> not always that common. Um, what's next down the line, though? You were talking about your, your documentary and acting. Do you have any roles set up for stunts coming up that we can see well, I expect you in? You know, I get a call to work mm-hmm. and I'm at a point sometimes where I don't even ask what the project is. I do just have a go. job coming up. I just go. Yeah. And I, I don't even know what it's for. I'm sorry to say I should have asked, but I don't know. Because you just love what you do. I do. I love what I do. An episode that I worked on with uh, Lauren Velez mm-hmm. is airing Friday night. That was Blue Bloods. NCIS LA. I doubled Anjanou Ellis. That That I believe is the season finale that's mm-hmm. coming out and then another episode of NCIS I doubled an actress that I can't remember her name right now. What if you didn't have all this? What if you were not a stunt person? What route would you have gone down? Like what would you have done? I don't want to say backup because you obviously knew you were going to succeed. People say what would you have done? I'm like no I knew I was going to be a doctor. People used to tell me well what's your backup when I was like 17 years old? I'm like my backup? You're already preparing me to fail? Are you kidding me? Like my family friends like what's your backup? I'm like backup? I'm 17. I'm doing this. <laughs> so but if I weren't a doctor I would love to be something. I really like journalism. I, I never thought I did. I liked, This is one of my favorite parts is sitting here talking to people like you learning about you knowing your story and using it to teach other people so I would have done that um what would you have done gosh I didn't have a backup either because no. I knew. but I mean now that you know life a I little know. bit yeah gosh you know I don't know I mean I guess it would be okay I take that back something else that I'm also focusing on is public speaking mm-hmm. is motivating people mm-hmm. is this visualize you goal board because mm-hmm. I truly believe in it because it has worked for me you know, mm-hmm. posting things on the goal board and it coming to fruition. So that is what I would focus on. Gotcha. So helping people with their achieve thinking their and dreams. achieving their dreams. Yeah, Great. Exactly. Um, I think that one of the things I like to do whenever I have these talks is, and I know I told you this before, is like when we have this conversation, it would be great that there's somebody out there listening that might be going through some crap and they forget how life can be better than what they've had all mm-hmm. because of the way they think. So I would hope that somebody listening could get some advice from you on how to do that. On how to cope with life. How, and to, how to get your thinking back. How to get your positive thinking back. Okay. Yeah. How to retrain your brain, basically. Well, you know, go to the library. 
go to the library and take out some books or take out some audio because sometimes, well, here in L.A., we spend a lot of time in our cars. People tend to not have time to read. I would listen to some tapes in the car. Tapes. Oh, my gosh. How old is that? I would listen to some some eight tracks in the car. (laughs) Pull out that eight track. Stick that thing in. Your producer's laughing at me. I know. Anthony laughs at me all the time. It's okay. Sometimes he's laughing with me. Sometimes he's laughing at me. But yeah, just so you're saying get that content in your brain. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Again, what you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to put positivity in your head and not Mm -hmm. negativity. And don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have. I was listening to Joel Olstein on the way over here. I like Joel. I love Joel. Yeah, Joel's good. Yeah, he is great. Yeah. Um, All right. The last three bizarre, crazy, dangerous stunts that you've done. Uh, I'm only going to say that. It doesn't three. have to be in order. It doesn't okay. even have to be the last three, but like the ones that I, I really want people to understand the, the capacity of, of what you can do because there's a lot that you've done. There is a lot that I, you know, I'm not a very good bragger on myself. I'm mm. really not. It's not bragging if you're just telling me what you did. (laughs) Like, I got up this morning, I flew out here. That's not bragging. It's fact. So if it's a fact, it's not bragging. So I'm giving you full full permission to just bring it. Well, as I said earlier, when the bell breaks, Mm -hmm. I loved the fight that I did with Morris Chestnut. Yeah, and and Morris Chestnut himself is not a hard guy to look at. And then prior to that, it was What was the stunt with Morris Chestnut? The one where he lifted you? It was a fight scene. It was a fight. Gotcha. Yes, fight and the car hit. Mm -hmm. And then before that, it was the perfect guy with Michael Ely. Mm Mm-hmm. Again. I remember that movie. That was a really scary, Sanaa. sad movie. The whole at, at the end, it was like, "Well, that sucks. Her husband died." And sorry, right. you haven't watched the movie. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't do it. The husband dies and the boyfriend dies. All right, yeah, that's she, the movie right there. She kills the boy- Which boyfriend. scene were you in? Yeah, she has to kill him. Then I, I'm like, "Well, that wasn't a good ending." Sorry, sorry, yeah. world. Guess you want to watch that movie now, but what scene were you? Which uh, stunt scene did you do? What was the fight in the house? Oh my God, that was an insane fight. He played. He played evil real well. He did. He sure did. did. And he's a good looking man. And he went from being a good looking Prince Charming to an evil, evil, Mm -hmm. like, you deserve that knife. And being this close to him Mm -hmm. and he's choking you, slamming you up against the wall, it's wow. And looking into his eyes, he was really in it, which made me be really in that moment of, oh my God, I'm really scared. Did he apologize to you afterwards? Because, like, I'm not saying he. I'm saying when you have these situations with these actors, mm-hmm. um, do they have? Do they feel like they need to apologize to you? Do they feel like they need to, or do they? Sometimes they do because it's because intense. I'm it's a intense. woman, yeah. and there's big burly guys, you know, just hitting a human on me. nature. Even though yes. you guys are working, right. um, human nature would be like, "Hey, I'm really like, I'm, are you okay? Has yeah. that ever ha- happened to you? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Michael's apologized to me before, but it's it's about being in that moment. For me, it's because it's come intense, on, bring it. it's and an you're intense, acting, yes. but there's physicality involved. So. But, you know, you want them to yeah. play their part and bring it because that only makes you better. Of it course. You covering the actress. Logically be and, and work wise, we know why. But, you know, has there ever been a time like, oh, my God, are you OK? And um, it sounds like probably just it has happened. Yeah. Well, Morris actually asked me. I worked on uh, Rosewood mm-hmm. back in January. Oh, and did. he, you know, he came over and asked me good TV if show. I was OK. It is. Yeah. I, did you see the season finale? No. <gasps> I, ha- I, I, I got to catch up on like a few seasons of that. But it's, 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 a, it's a good show. It was. It's really good. Um, so, so the Michael Ely in the perfect guy, the perfect guy, but the fight scene at the end. Yes, the fight scene it at the end. It was an intense fight scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was fun to, to work with him and the crew, and everybody was fantastic. And then prior to that, 
you know, I worked on Ninja Turtles, doing some driving, and Fast 7, doubling, oh my gosh, Furious Natalie seven Emmanuel, or, yes, oh yeah. Fast and Furious There's 7. There's a lot of them. There number is. Number 7 is the last one, right? No. no. 8 is out, the fate that's of... Right. The 8th one, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the last one. So on that one, I had to do a bailout, which is basically jumping out of a car, a moving car, and it was What's doing... It's it's hard. It's hard uh, to is do. Is it padded? Are you padded? I'm like... padded, but the ground is not padded, mm-hmm. you know, and you're jumping out and the car's going one way and your body's going the other oh way. God. And, you know, you jump out and you plan to fall one way, but, but because the car is moving at such a fast pace, that kind of goes out the window. Yeah. You know, your limbs just start going everywhere. And, you know, I mean, I hit my head and. I know the other actor, I'm sorry, the other stuntman that was jumping out with me on the same side, he was in the back seat and I was in the front. You have to think, well, if I jump out and then he jumps out a split second behind me, is he going to land on top of me? Or are we going to be rolling together? Yeah. And, I mean, it's just all these technical things that you have to and think about. And there's only, you can do all the safety precautions in the world. At the end of the day, it just comes down to gravity. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gravity and human tissue um so but yeah i i kind of admire it because it's like it's interesting because you've got this really this absolutely this badass job where you're doing you're jumping out of cars um and then you have this other side to you that is unbelievably positive and all about the the way you think and how you think and being grateful and pretty soft-spoken so it's a really cool thing to see yeah (laughs) i'm making her blush You're so cool. Thank you're so you. cool. You're cool. Thank you. Um, what's your social media? I would love for people to be able to find you. Where can they find you? How can they learn more about you? And, and where is the book available? The book is called Stunts, mm-hmm. The How-To Handbook, Secrets from Award-Winning Hollywood Stunt Woman. Yes. They can find the book on Amazon, mm-hmm. my website, Angela-Merle.com. I am on Twitter as Angela Merle, and that's Mm M-E-R-Y-L, and also on Instagram, Angela Merle. And I'm looking forward to kind of seeing your name in those credits now, so I can be like, I know her, I know her. (laughs) Not only is she talented, she's also a hell of a nice woman, so it's really wonderful to have you on. I want to thank you for your gift of this goal board. I'm going to use it. Um, I'm going to use it, and then we'll talk again in a year. Okay. To see how much of the stuff mm-hmm. I put up there has happened. Okay. And Focus on it. I'm focusing, and you know, I don't actually have a vision board. I've only had the visions in my head, like of what I would like, but I've never had a vision board. So I'm going to do that. You are going to be amazed yeah. at what is going to come yeah. into your life. I think I needed someone to give me one. So thank I'm so you. Glad it yeah. Was me. Thank you in advance for that. I appreciate it. You're, You're a really welcome. remarkable woman. Thank and you. Um, yeah, I would love to talk to you once your documentary's out. So, okay. 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 All right, everyone. Thank you. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.